You're listening to another ambitious entrepreneurnetwork.com podcast, the voice for entrepreneurs and small business. Now, onto the show. Welcome to the Christian Entrepreneurs Podcast, daily conversations with Christian entrepreneurs to inspire and empower Christian business owners to walk strongly in their faith. Well, build a thriving business that honors him in every way. Now, over to your host, Anne-Marie Cross. And welcome to another episode of the Christian Entrepreneurs Podcast. This is episode 272, brought to you by Podcasting With Purpose, helping you to stand out, be heard, and become an influential voice in your industry with a podcast. I'm your host, Anne-Marie Cross, the podcasting queen. Now, my guest today says... Who you are born is who you are. You have 0% control over that. You do, however, have 100% control over who you can become. I love that. Now, as a professional investor and entrepreneur who in, whose interests span across multiple fields, Lyndon is an innovator, a disruptor, and a game changer on a mission. And his passion and drive is in creating greater value while keeping purpose, people, and his customers at the heart of all decision-making. Lyndon has learned to believe in the power of being on God's side. Continuous learning, dedicated work, perseverance, effective communication, and the unifying power of creating profitable, self-sustaining businesses. Now, Lyndon is going to share on today's show, work with passion, purpose, creativity, and love, always leaving a piece of yourself back in the work you do. He's going to talk about the quality of your life is generally in direct proportion to the quality of questions you ask yourself, question whatever you do. And he's also going to talk about how focus is key. Move your focus from the bad things you don't want to the good things that you do want. Welcome to the show, Lyndon. Good morning, Anne-Marie, and thank you for having me on the show. You are so very welcome, and this is the very first time that you have done a podcast, and it's an honour that uh, you are here on the Christian Entrepreneurs podcast, sharing your insights. And you and I have had an opportunity to uh, talk more about your story, your background, and it is such an incredible, empowering uh, story to share. What I do want to just let listeners know is on the show blurb, uh, we're going to provide a little bit more information about your background and just some of the important things that you've done and and, and your journey into entrepreneurship and who you are. So we'll certainly put that on the show notes so that they can get that backstory as well. But let's dive into some of the things you wanted to share today. I think so important for Christian entrepreneurs. Work with passion, purpose, creativity and love. This is so very important to you, yes? It is very important, Anne-Marie. Because, you know, in today's world, you notice people are not working with that type of passion where they leave a little little bit of themselves back in almost everything they do. So I was an interior designer back down in India. And I remember going last year down to India to meet one of my old customers and had uh, designed their house for them. And they were so passionate about it. They said, remember, I remember you because... I, we always remember that door you told us out there that has to be changed. It looks like that. We always think about you when, <laughs> when we look at that door. Yes. So I've actually left in something, even though it was such a big project. We did a huge house, which was energy efficient, back yeah. down in India in a small village, because this man was a big supplier to some of the major brands like Targets and Woolworths all over the world. So we had done such a beautiful house for him, but he remembered that little small door. Yes. which I uh, 
told him needs to be you know changed and corrected the way I want it to be done. So it's, it's just that I've left something back there for somebody to remember even after 20 years. Yeah, yeah. So, I think something that has become very much more apparent now, particularly that there are so many businesses now entering into various marketplaces and the fact that with technology, uh, we are able to have many of us customers who are global. So we're not just, you know, um, locally or even you know, statewide or nationally, but internationally we can uh, operate our businesses. And I think this is even more important now, quality relationships creating an experience that is lasting so that if you go back to your customers like you just did, they still remember you and how you made them feel. What are some of the things that you did, do you think, and you did this naturally, but I'm asking the question because sometimes for some entrepreneurs, we forget that, and that's so important. So what were some of the things that you do or you tell yourself, maybe your values, that enable you to always go forward with a, a, a mindset of, I want to create an experience that allows my customer to see the passion that I have in giving them quality, but also, you know, leaving a bit of myself in my work. What are some of the things that you do that enables you to do this? It's, it's always good if you are working to add value to somebody rather than just, you know, making money and, and moving on and going from one job to the other job. Mm. It's always important whenever you have a customer is bring value to the table for them. Yes. Never sell on price sell on value, what value you can add to your customer, how would it benefit them in in the long run, how would it benefit them now. Mm -hmm. these, are the, these are the things, it's if you are working to add value in your life and value for others, you're always fine, yes. you're always fine. People will see that. They may not see that straight away, but as things keep moving on in your life, you will notice that people know you for one thing, that you are a person with value. Yeah, you're yeah. a person with some amount of principle, some amount of discipline. And these are the things that, you know, get you out, out forward into your business, get you to, to play a long innings in your business. That's mm. the most important thing. So when, when you create value, people start believing in you and they come back to you. Yes. It doesn't matter if you're doing a small thing or a great thing. So if you can, whatever you do, you should do it in a great way with with creating that value for other people. Yes. Something in that, Lyndon, and I'd love you to share um, how this may have played out in your business, is often as business owners, and I hear this a lot, especially with change makers and aspiring thought leaders, I want to impact the world, I want to impact thousands, tens of thousands, you know, millions of people. And what often happens in that instance is we focus on the numbers, we focus on the great, you know, the, the great amount of people we want to impact. But really, and this is one of the things that I say and, and remind myself of, start with an audience of one. Who is that one person? And every interaction you have, if you continue to go from a mindset of what you've just said, create incredible value, they become your ambassadors and refer to, to their you know, community as, as well. Do you feel when, when you look at what's happening in business that we've lost that, that um, I guess, that, that awareness that, yes, we've got to get our message out there and use this great technology, but we've got to bring it back to who are the people that we are here to serve, what do they want, and what, what does value mean to them? Do you think sometimes we may have lost, this, lost touch to this sometimes? Uh, I think so. Everybody would lose touch with, you know, with reality and value. That's when your religion comes in to keep you, keep you more focused on, on, on your plans and, mm -hmm. and what you do. Yeah. So uh, it's, it's all about having a little bit of faith, which keeps guiding you all the time. And 
And, you know, faith is like a kind of autopilot in an airplane where, you know, the airplane is flying and there's a lot of bumps and other things, but that center of gravity yes. is always maintained and you have that kind of free flow. Mm -hmm. I think adding value and a lot of the other good principles I learned in my life was because of the good Christian upbringing I had mm. back down in my school. I was always brought up and uh, educated in a Catholic school and then I went to a Catholic college. I remember when I was in my 10th grade that, you know, I was really, you know, falling sick. I was put into a boarding school and was falling sick. My eyesight was really going bad. I went from no glasses to minus three, minus four. And my grandfather was a big influence in my life and he was an educated person. And back down in India in those days, being educated in the 1920s and 30s was something which was almost unheard of. And this man went to college in those days. So I remember him telling me, it's never your condition. Mm. It's always the decisions you make. Yes. And it was he who told me, he said, you're, however you are born, if you're sick, if, you, if you're weaker. I was a lot weaker at that time because my, my sight was down and, uh, and I didn't know what was happening to me. And in, in, in those days, they used to tell us, don't worry, you'll grow out of it. So we didn't go to the, the doctors very often. And I remember going in for uh, a checkup and I said I had to leave the boarding school. It was closer to my year 10th and I had to go over to a hospital for treatment every morning and then go to school, then come back, you know, uh, home. It, it was you were working outside your comfort zone. And he used to tell me, he used to always tell me this, how you are born and what you are struggling with. Mm does not make any difference in your life. Yes. It actually makes zero percent difference in your life. But what it, what's very, very important is who are you going to become? Mm. Are you willing to make, take that extra step to become somebody who you vision, who you, the vision you have for yourself? Mm -hmm. That's the most important thing. Yes, I and love yeah. that. Yes. So important and, and um, how wonderful that you had a, a grandfather who was able to speak over your life at that time. And I can see that along with your faith that that has been really that that has seen you through. So often we look at our circumstances and often they can be challenges, the trials and tribulations as reason reasons why or excuses actually they become excuses don't they why we can't do this or why it's different for someone else because we don't have this but I love the way that you've reminded us that whilst we may not have a, a, any control over the circumstances and the situations when we hold true to our faith and we realize you know what we have a hundred percent control over who we can become and sometimes the challenges, and we, we know in the Bible it says often God will use those challenges to develop a character in us that he needs us to become, especially if, you know, when we think about businesses, the failures that we have had, the disappointments can often be the greatest building blocks and lessons that we learn as we, we develop and grow. Let's talk about something else that is very important to you, questions. Now you say the quality of your life is generally in direct proportion to the quality of questions you ask yourself. Question whatever you do. How does this show up for you in your life and business? Yeah, I moved on from school to university and I was in, in this uh, big business school where I did my Bachelor of Commerce. It was actually one of the second leading schools in uh, in Asia at that time in commerce and business and marketing. And uh, we were 
in a class of around 50 or 55 students. And even though we were being taught business and accounting and other things, we were never ever encouraged to be businessmen or entrepreneurs. So the question would be in class, what are you gonna become when you finish this? What are you gonna become? That was the famous question by all the masters who came in, whether you taught business, accountancy or commercial law or logic, it didn't matter. He just asked you, what, what are you gonna become? And everybody would stand up and say, I'm gonna work somewhere. I'm doing this to join a bank. I'm doing this to become an accountant. And there were a lot of business uh, owners, children in, the, in my class. Mm. And they would also say, I'm doing this degree because I want to go and work in dad's business. So I suddenly realized that, you know, there, were, there was a class of 50 people who were all looking for jobs. Mm. And I was the least among all of them in the class. Mm. So I said, why don't I start creating jobs so that, you know, 50 people can get jobs. <laughs> I may not give these people jobs, yeah. So let me start creating something where I can, you know, do something and get myself a job. I did have a little part-time job at that time. I was working in a courier service to help me pay my fees and, mm. and other things. Yeah. So I decided to start a business along with my brother and a, and a few friends. We started a contracting business like you know, cleaning people's homes, mm -hmm. painting gates and doing a little bit of uh, entrepreneurial stuff. And uh, I was like around 21 years, went and second year in college. And I remember that that little start and that little determination, that question, the, the question I asked myself at that time, mm -hmm. are you really going to find a job when you're not one of the bright students in class? Yeah. You're not one of the well-placed guys around here and it's going to be so difficult for you. So that little business, what I started, mm. by the time I was 30, I'd employed over a thousand people worked in over 12 countries around the world. And an amazing story started yes. from that little question I asked myself on that day. Yeah. I'd done an extra subject when I was in, 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 uh, in school and it was logic. And I think that was the best subject I ever did in my life. There were very few people who did that, but it taught us reasoning. Mm -hmm. It taught us to question. One of the questions was, you know, you're traveling in a bus and the trees and the buildings are moving in the other direction explain so this kind of uh subject actually kindled a lot of questioning in you mm. and i think it's very important to ask questions of what what you want to do every single day yes what you're going to do in the future what you're doing right now question if somebody came to sell you something you got to question the value in it mm. Mm. such people a great always, point people yeah. buy things what they like not what they need yes you know, it's interesting that you should say that, Lyndon, because today I, I shared something on, on, you know, things that we are taught. And, and I think there are a unique set of people who do naturally question. Actually, my previous guest was just saying that her child, she had quite strong-minded, strong-willed child. And I said, celebrate that because they are the future change makers who will question, why are we doing that? Can't we do it better? What about if we do it that way? It's just that if you're a parent of such a child, you, you need to be mindful that to create an environment to allow that to flourish but one of the things that you were saying and the point that I made you know is sometimes 
things would be taught or we'd be shared something or do it this way. And if we look back and, and say, well, what is that the best approach? Can I do it differently? Can I tweak that to suit my style and my approach in my business? And I think often, you know, we do just assume, well, well, and, and take things on, on board. And I said, are you a change maker, aspiring thought leader? Or do you like to, to kind of follow the pack? I'm glad that you didn't follow what other people were saying, of course, in that classroom, but rather thought, hang on a minute, I can create uh, a business, create future jobs for people who will then need that. Isn't it wonderful that you did that? And because so often we have an idea or a question, we think, who am I to do that? But you said, of course, who am I not to do that? What is the greatest lesson do I you think? I remember telling yeah. people in class that I'm going to become a businessman. And a what did they say? Everybody laughed at me. <laughs> Everybody <laughs> laughed at me. Even my master told me, sit down. He said, you should learn to mind your own business first. <laughs> because I was one of the naughty boys in class. Yeah. Where you start a business. And yeah. it was a joke and everybody laughed. But I said, no, I'm going to get out there mm. and start started i didn't have any money i was barely paying my fees getting to college i was from a big family of six children and i was the eldest person my mom and dad with great difficulty sent me to these big uh, institutions and colleges and they had the other children to look after too but yeah i said no i'm going to get out there and yes. do that do that start a business and start something i remember when i told my mom that she said you know I educated you and I expected you to be the eldest son to help everybody else in the family. Yeah. And you're out there struggling with the business. Yeah. You're struggling out there. You went to a good college. Because, yeah, even your parents, even your, your friends, nobody believes in you at that yeah. time. Yeah. It's tough. The other day I was at a, at a funeral wake and I met a good friend who who's a very talented guy. He's been in and out of starting businesses, but always working somewhere wanting to do his own business. And I went up to him and I asked him, I said, when are you going to get out there and be an entrepreneur full-time? He said, when I earn 200,000. I said, you're never going to be an entrepreneur when you do that. No. Because you don't make money and start the business. Yeah. Yeah. You start a business and go on that journey. And then you start making money. You get yourself into a lot of trouble before you do that. Yes, that's right. But you know what? It's, if I look back, and I'm sure that you do as well, that the struggles, the challenges, and the biggest failures, when you allow yourself to learn from them, are the greatest lessons and the slingshot. And one of my, you know, the slingshot or the catapult, I should say, into something that really does work. And I think as entrepreneurs, we need to realize, and I've realized myself, Failure is just a part of that. And in fact, I celebrate them now because it's an opportunity. What can I do better? What worked from that? Uh, what can I do differently? And I think as entrepreneurs you know, and business owners, we need to realize that. And of course, we have an abundant Lord who is absolutely prosperous, who actually knows the right direction. So we, of course, need to bring that back to him as well. But something that, and I think this is the biggest lesson that I learned in my entrepreneur life, is focus. Because sometimes as real entrepreneurs, we have lots of different ideas, lots of you know dreams and visions, and sometimes stretching ourselves too thin can be the reason why nothing really builds momentum. So talk about focus. Why is that so important? It's about shifting your focus. You're always going to have issues and problems whenever you're doing something in mm. your life. If you start something new, it's going to be difficult. There are going to be difficulties. I, I remember uh, when I was about 27, 28 years old, I got into some trouble in my business, went into a court hearing and came out almost zero. Everything mm -hmm. was taken away from me. But 
I never focused on on the problems I was having at that time. I just kept on focusing on the good things, on the business which I had built up. Mm-hmm. And I went back into the market and I was straight away accepted because people knew me as a person of value. They knew me as somebody who focused on on getting the job done. They were really not worried about my court case against me mm-hmm. and what happened to me. And it, it was pretty simple. I was able to rebuild my my business in a matter of three or four months, mm-hmm. right from zero again back. It's it's about maintaining your focus. If you believe that you can do something, do it all the way. Yes. yes. Do it all the way. Yeah. It, you may not see results sometimes at the start. You may not see results in between, but you're going to see results if you keep at it and keep going all the way. Yes. Something that um, I was reminded of when you shared that example about that uh, that friend that you met, and he's kind of still got his foot in the corporate or a, in yep. a job and also one foot in entrepreneurship. What's that saying about the, um, they burned the boats where um, someone, I don't know who it was, took a whole lot of boats to an island and then they burned them so that they had no way of transporting themselves back. I think it, it was the Greeks who did that. Yeah, they, and they said, burn they those boats. Point. Plant a flag in the sand and say, this yeah. is what I'm going to focus on yeah. and um, certainly continue to, if, to do if you that. Don't, if you don't burn your boats, Boats, it's going to be tough. Uh, and Marie, in today's world, if you give 200% in a business, mm. it's difficult to, to succeed. Yes, yes. So you can't be 50-50 and people will see through you. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't matter whether you're doing a big thing or doing a small thing. Yeah. You've got to do a small thing in a great way. Mm-hmm. Yes. You can do the smallest possible business. A small my, my businesses are never something which is big and yeah. high tech and other things. But I always focused on, you know, doing it in a real big way, adding value to people. Mm-hmm. And yeah, always keep your mind off the problems. If somebody were to tell you, if you were to focus on problems, you'd never focus on solutions. Yes, that's correct. So any entrepreneur or any business or anything focuses on solution. People pay you when you come up with a valuable solution. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So, if you're going so to focus important. on 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 uh, on problems, if you're going to focus. I always tell people there are two things in every single thing. One is called reasons, and the other one is called results. Mm. Reasons are all the things why you shouldn't do it, yeah. and you'll find more reasons on every single thing you think of starting than results. Yeah, results happen only when you start doing it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and when you change your focus from the reason to the result. Yeah, yeah. and you only believe that there's a result mm-hmm. because you've got to believe. It's just like faith. I think Jesus told us that. He said, if you have faith as much as a mustard seed, you can uproot this mountain and put it in the sea. Yes, yes. It's amazing. Faith and trust is so important. When you you, you look at that, it's only about building faith. Mm -hmm. It's all about building faith. And faith is in your family, in your business, and wherever you go, whatever you do, build that faith into what you're doing, even if it's a simple thing. Mm -hmm. Even if you're working somewhere, have faith in the job which you do. Yeah. Do it the best of your ability. Yes. And it pays you back in the long run. Certainly does. It does pay you back. Certainly does. Lyndon, it's been such an honor speaking with you today. I want to give uh, you an opportunity to share with people just very briefly um, the business that you're doing now and how people can connect and find out more about you. What's that? What? Share a little bit about your business and then how people can connect. Yeah. I'm always doing two or three businesses at the same time. And Marie, if you're doing business for the last 33 years, like I'm doing, you would have come across a few things which you can do. Mm. 
and uh, I was always uh, an interior designer. I actually grew up from being just a contractor. I did my commerce and then later on moved on to a master's and then did a course in, and diploma in interior design. And I was actually one of Australia's preferred, preferred interior designers from Southeast Asia wow. for around 25 years. So when I moved into Australia, I did not pursue that, but I moved into energy, lighting, mm. and renewable uh, resources. So I do a lot of lighting. I do a lot of uh, commercial and uh, residential lighting. In it. We do solar systems. Mm. I'm actually a retrofitter. We refit homes for energy and efficiency. Mm -hmm. so apart from that, I do have a travel business, which I invested way back when I was down in India. And we do around 300 destinations across the subcontinent there. Wow. So India's got a lot of history and a lot of heritage. And we do destination tours, which is, you know, well, you picked up from the airport, you take in a round and then you drop back. And it's, it's all with the five-star restaurants, seven-star mm -hmm. restaurants. It's total guided tour kind of business. Mm -hmm. So I'm one of the directors in that company. And our latest thing is we've started what is EduChild. EduChild is actually something like a Pumons and other uh, uh, tuition centers yes. where we do math, science, and English tutoring for kids right from prep up to year 12. Mm, wonderful. And Lyndon, uh, if people, what is there like a central place or maybe to connect on LinkedIn? What's the best way for people to connect yeah, with I'm, you? I'm on LinkedIn. I'm Great. on LinkedIn and, and yeah, we are on Facebook and yeah. it's very easy to get in touch. We operate out of the Lindbrook Community Center. Mm -hmm. So it's easy to, to get in touch with us. Great. On, yeah, and, and that's the business I'm looking at getting out because I think there's a need for education. I've been an educated person and, and love to keep updated, updating myself and, and educating myself as I progress. Yeah. And I think there's a big need in, 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 in the education system right now for tutoring, especially in, in the fields of maths and science mm. and English. We do employ over 10 teachers locally and I've always been employing and generating employment in the city of Casey for the last 10 years. Wonderful. And that's, that's been one of my strong, strong points. Yeah. The other favorite business I have is always real estate. I'm an investor, so I keep investing on the side and that's my passion. Mm -hmm. That's been right through, right from my younger days. Uh, yeah, that's pretty much oh, uh, what I do. and. It keeps me busy. Yeah. <laughs> you know, as, as uh, we, we... I'm also involved in a lot of fundraising for my oh, church. I do a lot of fundraising for Our Lady Help Christian Church and mm. Nare Warren. We do run events. My wife and myself, we do run uh, events and community events and, and dances uh, for our community. We belong to the Anglo-Indian community. Ah, so, wonderful. yeah, it's... Yeah. Uh, it's so, a very, a a very um, diverse... And, yeah, it's, uh, it's a very micro-minority community, yeah. maybe around 200,000 of us in the whole world. Wow. So we were, the, we were the creation of the British Raj. Mm. So the, the British thought they're going to keep India permanently, so they didn't have, <laughs> they did marry into the Indian communities. And the Anglo-Indians did a lot. They are, they are some of the, the stalwarts in the Indian railways mm. and in the education if you drive around india you would wonder it's whether it's pristine country because you would 
probably see a church every two kilometers or three kilometers. Yeah. And wow. you would see schools with all of these Christian names. Mm. And most of these schools and education institutions were always, you know, run and operated. The teachers would be Anglo-Indian. Mm. And it's, it's, a, it's the very micro-minority community which has contributed heavily to, to the development of education mm. in, in India, education and religious values, Christian values. There's one thing about our community. It's the only community in the world which is 100% saved. Yeah, amazing. Fantastic. So I say that because, you know, I I believe that Jesus is our Lord and our Savior. And mm. you'll never find an Anglo-Indian who's not a Christian. Yeah, amazing. And praise that's, the Lord. That's an amazing Praise the Lord to, to for, for that. And, and one of the things I do at all of the, at the end of all of my shows, Lyndon, is just to finish off with a word of prayer. May I say a prayer for you today? Yeah, thank you so much all for right. that. Let's, I really love to pray. Let's pray. Father God, thank you for the opportunity to speak with Lyndon today and hear him share his insights uh, that he's learned over the many, many years that he's been involved in an entrepreneur. Father, we just want to uh, uphold Lyndon and his, his family and his businesses in prayer to you. We continue to bless him, continue to bless the, the children that he is doing work with now and the tutoring. Um, as we know, our children are our future and getting a solid education and knowing uh, and being passionate about learning and then applying that to to bring value, of course, um, to, to their community is something that we uh, just want to see in all of our children. Father, we just want to ask this in the precious name of our Saviour Jesus. Amen. Thank you so much for coming on the show, Lyndon. As, as always, it's been a pleasure chatting with you and, and hearing your stories and hearing your insights. So again, thanks for coming on the show. Thank you, Anne-Marie. Thank you so much. You've been listening to the Christian Entrepreneurs Podcast, brought to you by podcastingwithpurpose.com. Stand out, be heard, influence. Want to influence real change with your own podcast? Access our free podcast training, including no-cost and low-cost tools and podcast production workflow checklist to get you started at www.podcastingwithpurpose.com forward slash mini training. That's podcastingwithpurpose.com forward slash mini training. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.